Do you hear that? Yeah, it's silence. I hate it too. You never know what's going to fill it. It's probably why I spend so much time on audible.com. At least then I get some say over the sounds in my head. Take control of the silence. Sign up for a free trial and download a free audiobook at audible.com slash S-T-H. Every town has its stories, its secrets. What possible harm could come from sharing them? Hmm? This is small town horror. My name is Ryan Jennings. Small Town Horror is a bi-weekly podcast documenting my return to Creighton, Minnesota and my continuing search for answers. For more details, please listen to all previous episodes. Hey, this is Ryan Jennings. I don't know if I'll hear this. I don't know if it'll upload. There's really no self-reception out here. This is the first chance that I've gotten to do anything. If you're listening to this, if you've heard any of this, something went horribly wrong. I'm going to set a delay on when this gets released, give myself enough time. Today's June 7th, 2016. If you're hearing this, it's almost August. It means something went wrong. More wrong, worse, I know. I just needed to tell you, anyone, if you're hearing this, don't come looking for me. This was a mistake. Don't come to Ashbury. Not knowing was better than this. Don't come here. I didn't believe Ryan. He was my friend, and I didn't believe him. I thought he was bored or crazy, and I wrote him off. You gotta understand that I tried, but no one knew what happened. It wasn't until people didn't know where Sarah was that anyone even looked for Ryan. And then when he was gone, everyone assumed... Well, they assumed bad stuff. Then when the audio got posted, I even got some guys together and we went out there looking for Ashbury. But by then, the whole area was already swarming with cops. You gotta believe that I tried to help him. Ryan Jennings. Who's that? Oh, Ryan. From the, uh, uh, the, uh, podcast. Yeah. No, I haven't heard from him in a long time. But if you see him, just remind him. That's my tent. He'll know what it means. I can't say I really knew Ryan, but he came in sometimes. 
Everyone knew who he was. I mean, he didn't talk to anyone. He just kind of kept to himself. You know, kind of a loner type of guy. I mean, mostly he just sat there and he drank. And honestly, when I didn't see him for a few weeks, I didn't think anything of it. Because, I mean, I mean, no one thought anything of it, really. He just seemed like that type of loner guy, you know? I wouldn't say that I knew Ryan well. I was just a lawyer working on his father's estate. I haven't had any contact with him since last he walked out of my office. He was pretty shaken up after seeing his father's last property. Unfortunately, I'm not at liberty to go into details about that property, given the nature of Mr. Jennings' disappearance, as well as the, well, let's say, status of that particular piece of land. I worked with Sarah for almost two years, and she never misses a shift. This is seriously scary. I don't know what you want me to say. When we, I, I mean, when Sarah and I left the motel, we circled around through the woods. It wasn't exactly a good idea to walk down the street with a backpack and shotgun in hand in the middle of a June day. Honestly, I didn't know how to get to Ashbury. I mean, I kind of did. Everyone kind of does. But no one ever goes there. It was false bravado. I didn't really know what was going to happen. I just had to do something. But Sarah coming along... didn't sit right with me the moment I left. It was a mistake. Hey, look. Looks like the cops finally found time to check out Dad's house. You should go talk to them. Tell them about what you found. What good would that do? Come on. If this is, there's just going to be more questions. Have you ever used one of those? A couple years ago, some co-workers got into skeet shooting, if that counts. <laughs> yeah, that's not the same thing. Here's a quick crash course. Please stop letting the dangerous sign sweep my legs. Sorry. Don't ever point a gun at something you don't intend to destroy. That sounds like words echoed from a protective father. Yeah, well, I guess it's the same old story. Dad wanted a son, got me. He taught me how to bait a hook, change the oil in my car, shoot a gun. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean... Are you always so gullible, or do I just bring it out of you? For your information, my grandma taught me how to shoot and how to drink whiskey. If we're really going to go through all this, stop thinking I'm some girl who can't take care of herself. I get enough of that from the idiots back in town. Now reach between your legs, man up, and stop pointing the damn gun at my feet. Sorry. 
So, um, what version of Ashbury do you believe? What do you mean? I don't know. I, I guess I figure whatever story you heard about Ashbury first is probably the story you believe. Or it's the story you use as the basis of whatever story you come up with. It all depends on who you ask. There are at least a dozen different versions of what happened at Ashbury and how everything got started, but there are only two or three that really stand out for anyone. I guess the Centralia version. There was, is, this town called Centralia in Pennsylvania. Back in the 60s, there was an accident down in the mines and a fire started. Nobody's really sure how it started, burning garbage and lantern tipped out, doesn't matter, but a fire started. And 50 plus years later, it's still burning today. Some people claim it could burn for another couple hundred years because of how much coal is down there. Steam and smoke still rise up from the ground in some spots. Most of the town's abandoned. I think there's actually a handful of people who still stayed for whatever reason. If you ever played those Silent Hill video games, I guess they're based off Centralia, at least location. The Ashbury version happened something like that, depending on who you ask. See, northern Minnesota has the Iron Range, or at least they used to. It was a pretty big stretch of land that goes from Grand Rapids to Hibbing to Ely. Grand Rapids is the closest to Creighton, but even that's an hour away. So when word came that some surveyors found something, it was pretty big news. The Centralia version is that they found something. But it wasn't iron ore, it was coal. Since there's no coal in Minnesota, and there never has been, people kept it under wraps hoping to make some money off the discovery. The accounts of how the fire started are all up for debate, whether it was an accident or some kind of industrial espionage that led to arson. But the town had to be evacuated. The men who were down in the mine when it started all died. And everything got covered up. Ashbury disappeared into the woods. That's one version. Well, what about you? Uh, the garbage man. Ashbury was set up under whatever pretense. It doesn't really make any difference. There's only one thing that everyone seems to agree on, is that it was there, even though no one outside of Creighton would ever know. People from Creighton were recruited specifically because of their isolation in the woods that they had to limit the number of people that were involved. It was all about control. It's always about control. 
when the mines were dug, it wasn't because of ore or coal or anything else in the garbage men version. It was to bury things. Industrial waste, contaminants, bodies, who knows. Then there was the fire. Caused by whatever it was, the fallout from it got just about everyone who was in town at the time. Not everyone knew exactly what was happening anyway, and they were told that it'd be okay, that it was contained, that there was no risk to their health. But the fact is, about half of everyone who was in town when it started has either been diagnosed or died from some terminal disease. Mostly cancer. The Centralia version claims that it's from the inhalation of coal fumes or something. The garbage man version, it's from the waste. You know, the town doesn't even have a name. I mean, we call it Ashbury, but that's not its name. It doesn't have a name. It's the one that it got after the fires, when the sky turned black, and ash started to rain down on everything, burying it. Not appropriate. When else would it be? Fire goes up, ashes come down, covering all around. Run away, run away, run away from Ashbury. I always thought it sounded extra morbid, but... You know, even Ring Around the Rosie started during the Black Plague. Ring Around the Rosie was a red rosy rash that's supposedly a symptom of the plague. The posies were bunches of herbs that they carried around thinking it was protection from the plague. And it was also probably used to cover up the stench of rot and death. The ashes, ashes was actually achus, achus. It was sneezing which was supposedly one of the last symptoms. And we all fall down was exactly that. They died. Kids are the same all over. So, are we gonna talk about your dad? There's no way I'm drunk enough for that yet. Yet? You brought a flask. Yeah. There's no chance in hell I'm going any further with you if you plan on drinking and carrying around a shotgun. Yeah. No one's ever gone hunting with a six-pack. We're not hunting. And those people are idiots who shoot themselves. What part about who I am are you missing? I'm not kidding. The booze or I'm not coming? Just so you know... I don't do good with ultimatums. This isn't an ultimatum. This is actually just how it is. I'm not saying it to make sure you pick me. I'm saying this because you can do whatever the hell you want with your life. But if it involves drinking and shotguns, I'm not going another step. Fine. No, it, really, it's fine. How we aren't going to find the damn place anyway. You don't know where we're going. Oh, yeah, totally. I summer at Ashbury. That's not funny. 
I swear it'd be a lot funnier if we were drinking. You seriously don't know where we're going. I think the trees are this way, but beyond that, who knows? The closest that anyone actually came to going to Ashbury, at least as far as I've heard, was the trees. Everyone knew about the trees, but nobody went out there. Supposedly no one had even been out there for years prior to my doing the Sinners game. But there were two ways into Ashbury, and both ways were blocked off. One was off the road, and it was a turn-in for trucks or people working there. The other was through the forest. It wasn't good enough just to put up a gate. People would see a gate. You see a gate, and there's always going to be someone who wants to go past it. Someone who just ignores the warnings. So instead, they planted trees across the road and hit it. Made it almost impossible for anyone not looking for Ashbury to have any idea that anything had ever been there. But if you knew what you were looking for, if you knew where to look, you'd see three rows of perfectly placed trees. They were separated the same exact distance apart. But the way you looked at it, it kind of made like a like a curtain of the trees and the leaves and the branches. And it blocked the way. I don't know why they would possibly plant trees that way that you could look at and realize that it was too perfect. It was the angle to hide things. I don't know. I mean, anyone who was just passing by wouldn't think anything of it, but if you knew what you were looking for... It was sort of like looking at one of those old magic eye posters. You didn't see anything until you saw it. And then you always saw it. And you could never unsee it again. Did you know anyone ever tried to go past the trees? Not that I went to school with. But a few years after I graduated, there were some kids who got caught going out there playing some game where they kept their backs to the trees, like in that M. Night movie, as if a monster or ghost would come out of the trees after them. Except it just happened to be a DNR agent. Kids ended up getting pretty hosed over, almost sent to juvie for all kinds of charges like trespassing. You don't think you could have mentioned the DNR patrols out here? Oh, they don't. It was a fluke. He was checking on some reports of snare traps in the area and just happened to see them. He brought them in and the report flagged where they'd been. Great. I'm not sure if a DNR concerns me more or the thought of stepping into a snare. Oh, definitely the snare. You walk about as soft and careful as a baby moose. Trust me, whiskey makes me light on my feet. I bet. I'm not kidding. You should see me at weddings. What? Are those what I think they are? Yeah, I think so. We'd been walking for so long, I barely realized it. Sarah had stopped. And she was staring at three rows of perfectly planted trees just to our left. Are you sure about this? 
hole. And... And then we went to Ashbury. I don't know what you want me to say. What more am I supposed to tell you that you don't already know? Please say something. Turn on the lights. I don't do good in the dark. In... In the silence. Again, please don't put those headphones on me again. Please, I did what you said. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ask any questions. Please, no, no, no. can't. I've called the police, even set up a helpline, uh, uh, 612-469-9495, but there hasn't been much response. Who did you say this was? Wait, 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 hold, hold on, who is this? What news agency did you say you were with? Why do you want to know all of this? <laughs> I can't thank audible.com enough for supporting the podcast not to mention helping me keep the motel room lights on when you spend as much time trying to block out the laughter let alone the silence audible.com becomes pretty important I can listen to any of thousands of titles, even stuff by Clive Barker or Stephen King. He's got a new anthology out right now called Skeleton Crew. Brian, are you recording a commercial? Are we going to look for Ashbury or not? Come on, you can do that when we get back. Hold on. Get your own free trial audiobook and help ensure more episodes of the podcast in your own way today. All you need to do is go to audible.com sth and sign up for your free trial. Thanks again for listening and for hearing it. My search for answers is possible thanks to the listeners. To learn more about how you can donate to this podcast, please visit patreon.com/smalltownhorror.